0: To the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience. But that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm Bob Perfect and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we are learning from Tibbs Doomy. Now, Tibbs is a comedian, a writer, actor, director. He's a multi-talented cat, a charismatic cat. And someone who I've really enjoyed as comedy lately. I've really, I've booked him quite a few times for a number of my gigs over the last year. And that's because he's been killing. Turns out uh, since Tibbs turned 30, he has discovered himself a little bit more. He's found himself a little bit more. And we discuss how that's allowed him to be a lot more comfortable on stage. We got into a whole bunch of different stuff on this uh, podcast. We chat about private school education. Uh, and the the racism and the contacts that come with that. so the the good and the bad, I guess. Tib, Tib shares what he learned from his private school experience and the lasting impacts of all of that. And uh, we also get into some uh, some discussions relating to group sex that's hypothetically, hypothetically, of course. no no one has ever actually had group sex before. That's not a real thing. That only happens in porn. No one in real life has done that, but uh, we we discuss it hypothetically all the same. So yeah, this was quite a fun chat. Like I say, Tibbs is someone who, I mean, I've known him forever and we've always gotten along, but I've really come to dig him a lot more lately because we've been hanging out more, because we've been gigging more, because I've been booking him more. And uh, yeah, it's been cool. So that's why I wanted to get him on here, share him with you and discuss the things that we've discussed a little bit in private you know just about like the Durban comedy scene and various different things so some of you may have noticed that this intro has gone on a little bit longer than the intros with Bad Music have gone before and that's because we're we're combining things now we're going with the old format of having a somewhat of a longish intro i'm going to chat to you a little bit and uh, then we'll chat more at the end there's no no long things in the beginning no long things at the end just kind of broken up because turns out people actually like me and like catching up with me so let's do that i'm going to be in cape town from the 22nd to the 29th of march that is booked That is done. I've got three gigs that are happening. Two are going to be on the 23rd. One's in Stellenbosch and the other is at Rascals. Uh, The Stellenbosch gig is at the Cannabis Club there. So that's going to be pretty fun. And then the Sunday is going to be at Trench Town. I'm also looking to book a venue to potentially do a preview show of my one man called It's Not the End of the World. And I'd love to see you at that. So I'll put it out there once that's actually happening. But yeah, I I did the big boy stuff. I've booked myself accommodation. Like I put it out there like I was looking and one friend did get back to me and maybe, maybe not or whatever. I was just like, you know what? Like I'm not flush, flush, but I'm not exactly like, you know, eating noodles at the moment. So I was able to book myself an Airbnb uh, in gardens, which is surprising like I didn't think I'd be able to do that but I found found a pretty good one that was within my budget and it's like 50 meters from Kloof Street so I think I'm gonna have a good time I think uh because like I mean I, I know Cape Town pretty well I know where where the jaws are I know where that that's where a lot of the jaws be so I'm pretty keen to yeah, just uh, live, live that life for a week. I think it's going to be quite fun. And it's cool, man. Like, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had three gigs in a week in Durban. It's usually when I'm booking a fucking festival. So I'm going to try to book a couple more gigs. And yeah, maybe even DJ a little bit. I'm obviously going to come down and chat to people and do some podcasting. So that should be pretty fun. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And hopefully I will see some of you there. I'm also going to be doing a preview of for well, my birthday, which is gonna be on the 18th of February. My birthday is the 21st of February, but yeah, we're gonna be doing it on that Saturday, uh, doing a little house sit thing. It's kind of a secret private thing, but if, uh, if you wanna come, just let me know. <laughs> like we, we can chat. But yeah, we're gonna be doing some comedy. Carbon said he'll probably pull through, so you might see some Carbon Goldstone doing some different stuff. Cause I told him, yeah, it's a space. He can try some things out. And then yeah, we've got comedy. She's been someone who's been opening for me for the last year or so, basically. And fuck, I, I dig her shit. And I'm super stoked to have her on board. Haven't got anyone else on the comedy side just yet. And then I'm going to be doing... Well, that's also because, yeah, I'm going to be doing some time. Like, I'm going to be doing, like, 50 minutes to an hour. And after that, Damien Root, who did the bed music here, he's going to be DJing. And I'm going to be DJing. And then we'll head out on the town. So, like I said, if you want to come through to that, it's... a uh, private little shindig but i am open to having supporters of this motherfucker coming through and seeing the vibe and yeah getting some feedback getting some notes and just trying to see how it all plays out actually don't don't give me notes but feedback's fine like (laughs) i enjoyed it or i didn't enjoy it don't try fucking tell me like oh what if you do this like just unless you're a comedian and unless you're like a better comedian than me please don't do that i mean like like, it, that sounds arrogant, but come on. You, you, you guys know. Like, everyone knows. Like, it's horrible getting notes from <laughs> certain people. From some people, notes are fucking great. And that's actually something we do discuss a little bit in this podcast. Bringing it all back. Before we do get into the interview with Tibbs Doomy, I do need to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by you, which means it is a listener supported podcast. And you can support it by going to patreon.com forward slash almost perfect and a chip in for little as $1 a month, which is, I don't know, like 15, 16 rand at the moment, probably more, probably more isn't it, I don't know, like after fees and stuff like that, I I, I still get nailed, so I'm probably getting about 15, 16 rand to the dollar once I, once I cash out the money, but it's fine, it's, it's <laughs> you know how it is man, fucking middleman always taking their cut. You can also actually, if you if you don't want that to happen, you can just go to the almost perfect website. I just remembered this. There's a Zapper little thing there. You can just scan that and just chuck a couple bucks into the kitty, which helps pay for stuff like the website hosting and also uh, the software and equipment and all the various different things. You know, the more money I get, the more I get to do. Like, you know, I get to make more merch. I get to eventually maybe get a mixing desk instead of just recording to the Zoom, which I love dearly but you know, maybe, maybe one day I can get some better microphones. Once again, these are amazing, but you know, you chip a couple bucks in here and there, it all adds up and uh, it does go back into the podcast. It does go back into making things a little bit better and I really do appreciate that. So thank you to everyone who does that. I will give you a shout outs later at the end of the podcast and I will also chat to you about the movies I've been watching. Yeah, the whole thing that I was chatting about last week where Put up two films for people to pick between on Instagram and the stories there. Uh, that's been pretty fun. This week was dedicated to 2022 and actually watched quite a few horror slash thriller. Just a lot of people died. Let's just say that. A lot of people died. So we'll chat about that a little bit later. Right now, though, it's the Almost Perfect Podcast with Tibbs Doomy. So how are you living, Tibbs? I hi supper. I <laughs> I am living well actually
1: It's a good time in my life at this current moment (laughs) Just at this current moment Oh yeah 110% Like at the moments before this it's been cuck Oh been 110% because like this is the first time something like things are going well in my life (laughs) It is kind of the best time to be living
0: for me I was feeling like that like for a while last year Mm. And then I got dumped. So. Oh, sh-
1: oh, God. No, no, no. no.
0: So, you, like, I'm just saying, like, I was saying on this podcast, on this very podcast, you know, you got to appreciate things, like, when they're going well, you know, because you never know when something bad is going to happen. And uh, I think it was pretty much the next week that you know, something <laughs> bad happened.
1: No, to be honest, like, breakups are the best motivation for
0: me. So, like, well, that's, yeah, a, that, so then that's, that's when I get my life together. Like, I mean, see, that's the thing. I haven't had a breakup in a long time. And, uh, now it's like, oh, okay. Like, also the way I used to deal with breakups back in the day was just like, not well, like there wasn't in terms of like getting myself together. It was in terms of, okay, I'm going to try to fuck everyone. I'm going to (laughs) like, just drink and do drugs and just be an outlandish, terrible human fucking being. So this time it's been the first time it's been the, you know, like, oh, let's get my life together, bro. Oh no. Completely different.
1: Like, every breakup is either the time I've gymmed, and then the one breakup is the reason why I started stand-up. So, I'm like, I always take breakups personally because I'm like, I want to show them that they broke up with the wrong person. Because I'm petty like that. See, for me, it's
0: more just I don't want anyone to see, like, anyone else, like, to see, like, me, like, struggle. Like, it's like, nah, you're not going to see me, like, on on the internet, I'm going to just be fucking cool. (laughs) At home, I'm crying in my fucking pillow. Like, but nah, like... (laughs) Everything on Instagram is just I'm doing the world people. Yeah. I mean, you know you got it.
1: Yeah, that's that's how it is. La- fake it till you make it. That's exactly how I do my
0: breakfast. <laughs> uh I wasn't yeah, expecting to get into that off the bat, but I mean, yeah, I that- guess it's going to be some like part of my
1: material for a while. <laughs> oh no, 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 all of my material is about all of my ex-girlfriends.
0: If you ever watch
1: my comedy, <laughs> so that's how it is.
0: Yeah, that's... Well, I guess, yeah, now that she's my ex, I probably can start telling different kinds of jokes. Uh, But anyway, we're not... I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, Why is things going well for you?
1: Oh, no, so... Things are going well for me because I started like I've I've told you before like I'm starting my YouTube channel.
0: Well, I'm sure so you do have a YouTube channel that yes. said that you would post videos every, every week. Okay, and that's from like six years ago <laughs> where right. you posted one video. Okay,
1: there's a story. I did about my about research. Yes, there's a story about that one. Which do you want to hear the story about that? Yeah, Okay, so then I started film school like. That time ago, six years ago, and then there was a per- there was a person that who is the was the curator of that channel. He's like, "Oh my God, you have a great personality. You would kill it on YouTube. I want to help run your YouTube channel." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So then I was like, "Let's go." Then we did the YouTube channel. It did okay for especially for a first video, but then I don't want to rat him out. But then he was into me, and then I was like. I uh, thought you were doing this like as a favor type of thing. And then he legitimately just hijacked my channel. And then because I wasn't into it, but I'm like, okay, I guess that's kind of the end of my YouTube journey. So what you're
0: saying is that men are trash?
1: Oh, 110%. I am a man and I can tell you we are 110% trash.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Shit. So...
1: what happened then oh no then that's why I just quit like that's why I was like cool then I decided to focus on my actual filming career and then I've only started recently now and then I've gotten work so our life is better for me and I'm happy I feel like that's also a thing turning 30 really made me reevaluate the things that I really enjoy in life and that's kind of why I'm happy, which is why I wanted to go back into the space. Because I'll tell you about the sketch show It's based on old school sketch shows. Like I loved the Amanda Show. Amanda, 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 Amanda. So I love the Amanda Show. Bring out dancing There we go. You know, like I was, I was. He had Block Blisters Like it was my favorite type of stuff. So like that type of Anne Keenan and Cal and all that. So then it's kind of that type of inspiration because I feel like nostalgia is big now like everyone is trying to make remakes of stuff they were as kids so I want to try bring back that one one minute open like cold open with an interruption to then go into a skit so then I'm just excited so then that's kind of what got me excited to then do the YouTube thing again Where I'm like, cool That's actually something that I feel is marketable Packageable And it's also something uh, that people want to see we the marketable,
0: packageable phase of our lives now You hey. see,
1: that's see turning 30 You have to be <laughs> You have to try
0: You have to try and do that uh, I'm, like, forever just, like Trying for, like, you know A couple weeks of the year yeah. And then I'm like, oh, fuck it <laughs> Like, whatever I mean, it's gonna carry on doing whatever I wanna fucking do And People will eventually find it or they won't. I'm like it's fine because we're all gonna die eventually.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That I I just want to die knowing I created the stuff in my head.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> that's my the, thing. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's that's also how I want to do it. I'm like I think this is a dope idea. So I'm like I just want to. I just want to do it Like so that. But uh, also you want to market so some Oh yeah Cause, Cause I'm pretty mark. Oh 110% I'm a marketable product I'm not <laughs> like, like not in the Eric you this face? Uh, you really No I'm like I'm not like it, It's a joke But I'm like People have told me I'm marketable <laughs> People have told me I'm marketable So it's something that I never want to compromise But I'm like I know that I could make a thing.
0: (laughs) But I've also noticed you do seem to feel more comfortable with yourself and it has come through in your comedy. Like, you know, when you're on stage these days, like you don't um, suffer the way you used to.
1: Yeah, I was a people pleaser for my whole life. Like it was really that that's kind of the thing. Like I said, as you get older, all the people are people pleased. I know it in my life right now. So that's kind of what made me realize who was this all for? (laughs) So then that's kind of how my comedy has transitioned to Just me basically shitting on relationships Shitting on like people lying to themselves in relationships And just try to be honest with yourself Which is kind of the best thing I've ever learned To self-awareness is the greatest thing ever So just need to be self-aware of why we suck Once you're aware of that, then you can suck less So then that's kind of how I transitioned my comedy and I don't have to be all hyperactive sometimes. I can just tell a true story because that's what people care about, I think.
0: That's the thing, (laughs) you're allowed to be a bit more dynamic on stage now. Whereas before, Mm. like, well, you allow yourself to be more dynamic. Whereas before you were a bit like always like on, like, you know, there was like the switch for like when you got on stage and like there was one pace and that was it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, it was cool. I'm like, if you know me like off of stage, I'm actually very awkward. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, saw so you on stage
1: Yeah, but I was like very awkward And like not like introverted But I'm like I'm very I'm not as outgoing And then on stage I'm like Oh no, Kevin Hart at times 10 no,
0: no, that That's a great way to describe how you used to be and, like, and then
1: it's very Like it was very hard to then Like obviously connect Because obviously if I would fumble Or like my joke wasn't landing I had no other way to go Cause if you're up here and then that's what you're relying on to sell your material, then if it's not working, it's then you go back to yourself. And then myself is actually pretty quiet, pretty awkward, and then it always sucked. Basically,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's actually a great fucking like thing you just said there. Cause I relate to that. Cause like, I mean, people who know me like, no, I'm also pretty chilled. Like pretty quiet, like relatively, you know, I've got a lot to say, but I'm not always going to be saying it. <laughs> but like, yeah, on stage when things are sucking, it's like hard to like be like, hey, everyone, things are cool. <laughs> like, you know, like that's very much what I'm like. Oh, shit. You guys see me like, you know, the kid who was getting bullied in school, you know, like, you know, like I'm a little nerd and I suck. And like, oh, thank the- you.
1: Yeah, yeah. The- I was there, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I was like big into Harry Potter. Like I was the captain of the chess team. Like I was, I was not, I'm I'm not, I was a complete nerd. Yeah, I was good at sport, but that's because I was black and I have reflexes. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to a white school. So they're like, oh, you're great at everything. But I'm like, yeah, that's, so then that's, it's about finding a balance of that, I suppose.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually wanted to bring up school stuff because you went to private school. You went to Cozney, right? No, Clifton. Clifton. Okay. I mean, the well, same,
1: same. It's the,
0: (laughs) they're virtually the same thing. Like I've got no oh Cl- no Clifton's not as bad as Kersney, is it?
1: Uh no. But like they they in the same they, in the like the okay, if you have soccer analogy they're in the same like Champions League team. Like Kersney is obviously Kersney, Hilton, House are like upper echelon. But like it's also echelon-y. Okay,
0: <laughs> it's, echelon-y. <laughs> it's echelon-y. And yeah, so what was that school like?
1: Um, like it? It okay. When I was in it, it was great. Like that's what I could give.
0: Isn't Clifton like a more of a creative type school?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I said of. Like that's I was very big in the arts. Like like I was I did all of the arts programs there. I was also made kzn for public speaking so they are very much oh, like snap, nice. art school-y type Did you do of debating
0: a, and that kind of stuff yeah yeah yes.
1: toastmasters
0: yeah all of it yeah. all of it no 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 like i was because what were you running away from like were you hiding from yourself like because like that to me just sounds like someone who doesn't want to be alone like you got all these extracurricular things
1: now nah, no what happens <laughs> is because like my parents were always working. I would get picked up at school every day at five o'clock, okay. regardless. Like both my parents were working, I wasn't like a lot of them that had their white soccer moms just come there and they, in, um, their, yeah, in no. their Land Rovers at two thirty. Like my mom waiting. saw
0: like two things I did over the years, but oh, she yeah. worked two jobs, so like yeah,
1: yeah. So then, like because my parents always worked, I would always they would always come pick me up at five o'clock. So I'm either gonna wait at two thirty or I'm just gonna do everything. So then I just did everything So that was fun But then when I left school And like I sp- thought about it Like there was a lot of I want to say racism But like it was Well yeah of course it was But it was Yeah there was a lot of things that happened That I was like Oh if I got in trouble Like then I have to see the principal But if someone else did the same thing It was not a thing It was a lot of name calling and stuff that I thought Oh it's just being a guy so And a ba- boy ba- child It's banter But then, so that's the one thing that I'll look back upon, which not as fondly is, (laughs) but going to the school, it was, it was, for me, it was the greatest thing ever because it's how I approach life. It's, it's why people like me, I suppose, because I've been in different spaces. So I know how to acclimatize to being like around majority Indian people, majority white people, majority black people, like. I think that's what it helped me do. It it helped me not notice the racism so that I could be myself and carry myself in those type of rooms. So that's the only thing that I will say. It gave me that confidence that a lot of variety of races will
0: <laughs> appreciate racist me. Racists and racists.
1: Yeah, that's that. And then to not let it affect me because it never affected me until I spoke about it. And I was like, that's
0: pretty racist. <laughs> yeah, but no, like... I don't think you should like it's allowed to affect you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, it is, but it it helped me get through those spaces, and it's helped okay. me a lot in how I conduct myself in meetings and stuff. And also, I wouldn't do, wouldn't have done public speaking, and know how to carry myself, and learn how to perform, and be
0: all of that without that type of... I just know there's some radical listening to you now and just being like, you've been like... I've been indoctrinated.
1: (laughs) I've been indoctrinated. They have me... But they did. The whole culture thing, like, it's huge. It's huge. And that's... It's an important thing of that's also something that I, I like to explore in my comedy. And one of my pitches for my films and series that I want to do also tries to explore, like, the dynamic of lad culture in, like, South African high schools Because it's massive
0: It is Like I actually think It's a great thing to Yeah you could do like A tally's Diary Like you know Set in a school
1: Kind of thing no, Like that It's genuinely One of my ideas Like I've genuinely Tried to pitch it Like I have the Pitches of like I'm still waiting But I'm like it's definitely something that I
0: want to talk about. Shogun being, like, the cool history teacher.
1: Oh, 110%. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's one... Because it's, it's wild. If if you ever if ever
0: experienced it, guys, like,
1: I'm being honest, it is the wildest experience I've ever done in my life.
0: Being at an all-boys school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, same, dude. I was at Glenwood. And, yeah. like, it's... I don't know how, like, it's still a thing. <laughs> like... Everyone that goes to these schools, like, surely is like, hey, that sucked, right? But sometimes, like, yeah, it's... Yeah, no, I... Like, I've had a lot of strange, like, things where people are like, yeah, no, school, like, a miss school. And I'm just like, that's fucking weird, dude.
1: It's... No, like, the fact that that was the highlight of their life.
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's not just that, like, it's the highlight of their lives. Sometimes it's just, like, you know, they... Like, they lack their current lives to a degree. They just, like, don't want all the responsibilities and kids and, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So I don't have kids. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they've got still got the same glory in their CEO positions or whatever, you know? Like, I mean, I'm not, like I'm just saying, you know, mm. like, it's not like... like I, th- I don't know if that stereotype always of, like, the guy who is good at school, like, in rugby, like, then becomes nothing in life. no, you know? no, no, no quite a few times they actually land no, up no, doing it. a thing, like, no, because yeah. they've got a good, like connections and
1: like oh no that's the important part like i will say is like yeah going to those type of schools going to even like a private college like oh no all of majority of my jobs come from those connections so that's also in uh yeah i finished through gambling
0: so this is yeah. this is why
1: things <laughs> have taken me a while yeah like it's all networking so and so it does it does it does help in that element So you are right So so they, they do look after each other So then that's where The lad culture does come in Is they're yeah. all like Oh if you went there They're like Like a couple of my jobs They're like Okay cool Just send us
0: your CV and You can also obviously Explore like Dads, mm. like, you know, being legacies In the school mm. and stuff, and then, like, you know People getting jobs through that sort of stuff
1: and Yeah, that's, yeah, that there's a huge Nepotism and, like, favoritism That comes with it, which is
0: great uh, I mean, I'm not me. going to say which company I worked at Because I don't want to get sued or anything <laughs> But, like, yeah, I've gotten jobs Because friends, parents, like yep. You know, ran the company Yep, And, you know, it's one of the biggest companies in the country Right now, but it yep. wasn't when I was working there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Exactly how I also get most of my Jobs. So I also won't say the companies
1: that i work for but that's kind of the networking part which is also a part of the social game
0: of trying to survive <laughs> as a freelancer <laughs> but do yeah any school cats check you out doing comedy and stuff
1: um yeah like okay this is the thing like they always say yeah tell me you know this people like oh my god tell me about your gig tell me and then you tell them yeah, And then they won't they won't even reply. Like they won't even say no, I'm not coming. They just won't reply. Then they will see you and they're like, Oh, why didn't you tell me? So they have come, like, but it's always by happenstance. Like they came across my poster. Or they were just
0: at the venue and then the comedy gig at, happened around them.
1: Yeah, literally. <laughs> like the one at Kick Murphy's and the one we had at uh, Robson's. They were just at Robson's and they're like, Hey, we saw your name on the poster and we're here now. But then
0: when I invite
1: them, crickets So that's kind of That's what's hard about
0: marketing yourself As a comedian No, But it's also, you've been doing comedy for quite a while now So like I don't know, like I think people like Also, so here's the problem Mm. Is we all invite people to like our first gigs Mm -hmm. And our first gigs are always terrible Like, you know, we might do well or whatever But like You're always like a You know, someone pretending to be a comedian (laughs) Fair and so like your friends are all like, oh, that was nice, that was cute, that was funny. And then they like don't ever come back. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's my one friend shame. Like you the, got no, you do have support. You got a yeah, good group of friends. Yeah, yeah that's
1: what I see. Like they do. That's how I do. Like they do come. And that's it was cool. Like my one friend came to all my shows. So much so that when I did my two-man show at the Heat City festival like a couple years back, like I gave him a free ticket where I'm like, You've seen all of this material. Like, you've literally seen it from the beginning to the end, and then I added, like, 10 new minutes when I did the show. But then for a majority of them, it's like that. Like, they will love it, and then, but, like, the third time, they're like, hey, I I think I've
0: heard that joke before. Well, yeah, there's that as well.
1: And then they're like, is it really worth it? But then if they're free, they will always try come. so I do support (laughs) that hustle.
0: Yeah, no, I I talk some shit sometimes, but I don't know, my shit... Like, these days, is relatively well-supported. Like, we've been having some pretty good gigs. Like, the last, like, half of last year, like... Oh, yeah. Pretty much everything except for one gig was, like, well-supported. And it was crazy. December was shit for everyone. No.
1: Dude, what the fuck? No, like, I think everybody could travel now so that they were like cool i'm leaving the country <laughs> or they were just trying to save money Fair enough, yeah. or they were just trying to save money yeah i and just thought it was
0: everyone was broke
1: yeah that's but like to say, yeah that's why i was confused but yeah we had like stump noises we were sold out like majority of all of the shows that I went to and like only one time, but it was like half of my friends. <laughs> and then it and then also was half of Liam's friends. So then I'm like, so they, cause there was this like first time. So like all of them came out. Otherwise it was just randoms and they were really cool.
0: Yeah, no, we've had like, it's been a cool gig. Like, you know, Stump nose and myself, you know, we work together to promote it. It's like, they've got their like network, I've got mine. And like, we've been having, so what I was trying to get to is like, we've been having like strong Shows and like you yourself, how have you felt? Because like, it seems like the best year of comedy you've done for me. Like
1: oh was. no, one hundred and ten percent. Like it was, it is actually because yeah, obviously I have a friend named Liam, and then he yeah. kind of told me like obviously the people pleasing. Like he he would tell me, I'm like, you're so much funnier. He
0: seems than, like a bit of a straight shooter, that guy.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, he is. Like he, like like that's what I said of like he never like he even said he felt bad because he's just drunk the one day, <laughs> and then he was like. And then, okay, this is a story, which again, slight racism, but we'll go on a bit. But I was out with him the one day, and then I was just out drinking in Mklanga. And then the one girl was like, hey, you look like Colton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Normal, but I'm just out. I'm just out at a table drinking with my friends. And then she's like, in the front of, I think we're at the George. She's like, hey, can you do the Colton dance for me? And then... I'm like, I'm with my friend If I was on stage, I get it I'm randomly there And then Liam could see that it bothered me But then like, I did it anyway And then at the end, he was like Does that bother you? Like, but that happens And then he said Hey, by the way, you seem a lot funnier as a person Than you do on stage So then he's just like Why do you do that? And I never had an answer (laughs) Like, it wasn't like Oh my god, I was a great comedian It was just like And then he's just like Why don't you just try for once to be yourself on stage once I tried that it actually I had fun and from there that's basically how my progression went as my comedy journey of me realizing he told it in soccer terms just be the number nine which is just basically be yourself instead of trying to be the playmaker <laughs>
0: <laughs> be the guy that passes the ball around yeah but, I was know. trying to
1: be the guy that passes the ball around keep everybody happy whatever take over and he's like just be a straight shooter. Because that, that's kind of what you are. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how then my journey became of finding myself and being... It was my best-gen comedy, easily. Like, I love my jokes now. Beforehand, <laughs> I just like, oh, no, they're funny. But I'm like, they're funny because they're academic. It's not funny because I enjoy them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, like the first time I quit comedy was when... Like, I was actually doing quite well at gigs, but, mm. like, I hated my jokes. Mm. Like, there were jokes that, like, I'd written because, like, I knew, you know, people would like them. But they were, yeah. like, so fucking stereotypical Sick. and just, like, shit that I just really, like, felt, like... And I like, was just like, fuck, if this is stuff you're going to laugh at so you're not going to laugh at the stuff I fucking like, then I'm done with this shit. Like, I was like, I'm going to fucking move on. And then, like, I did a gig, like, two years later in Joburg because I was... I was, I was on a panel discussion for this one thing and then somebody was like oh come to come to Kitcheners come do five and I was like yeah you know what that sounds good and I did it I was like okay I'm back and that's when I came back and started Underground Comedy because it was just Ooh. like I saw Kitcheners and I was like that's what we need we just need a space where we can do different shit but, yeah, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that.
1: <laughs> oh, no, oh, you're saying about, like, comedy, and that's what I was saying of, like, because, like, my jokes, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a black guy that can swim. huh? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. So then, yep. like, like, that's one of my main jokes. And, yes, like, I do it in a nuanced way where I, I invent why I don't like to swim, and it was academically great. But I'm like, how am I, like, I 10 years out of, not, 10, not 12 years out of high school? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, I used to swim in high school. Like that's Yeah, because it's not your laugh anymore. It's not my, but then I know that it would work. It sells. It's funny. Yep. It's yeah. So then that's why I also fell out of love with comedy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's good like sometimes the mechanics just get really fucking boring and you actually resent the crowd for laughing at your own jokes. Yeah. I, I cringe
1: every time they laugh at all of them and I'm like, ah. Oh. I mean, not anymore, I obvious. Oh no, yeah, not anymore. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, really, I'm like, I'm funnier than this. Like, I, I, I write stuff. <laughs> like this is this is stereotypical. It's not that funny. So yeah.
0: And you've been writing more now because that is my only like issue with you is like you do tend to like you know not try too much new material.
1: Oh no, no, like I have written a lot more this year. Like that's, but have that's you been trying it. Oh no, like I
0: like I did a show. Phew,
1: Last week, yeah, there was an open mic. It was like five people.
0: <laughs> is it the altitude gig, yeah, the altitude gig. I think it's just in a weird area, but like uh, I would be keen to try that out. Although I might be starting up an open mic as well, so, yeah, so down it's a point weird road. gig. And it's like every
1: two weeks, and then it is something that I tried like a whole, a whole new because I was headlining, but I had a whole new ten minutes, and it was and it was really fun. Like I do need to write more. That is one of my critiques of myself is that I don't. I get comfortable.
0: Yeah, like you got your shit waxed, like yeah. that's like, and that is what's helped. It's like you've got a good set, and like you know, you've developed it over years, and you yeah. have like slowly added stuff to everything. Mm. But yeah, like I want like like you are talking about like you know talking about yourself now, yeah. And like I haven't seen you do that much yet.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's what I said. Of all I do is I add on because that's how I kind of feel my comedy is. It's a progression of myself. Sure. So then that's why I sort of I don't I just I think add that's the stuff. first 10,
0: yeah, it's like in South Africa. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, I just add new stuff to my stuff because that's how my one man show is gonna be. It's my progression of from here to here. So then I that's kind of how I view it. Of I want to be able to be able to take all of my material and put it in any space order and it'll fit because it's myself. So but I do need to write more That is Something that I struggle to do Because I'm like I don't feel Not that I don't feel the need But I'm like I don't Like <laughs> Like Yeah but I'm that's doing, because I'm, You're only doing
0: like A couple gigs a month in Durban
1: Exactly You see that's the issue Where I'm like I'm only doing a couple gigs in Durban like I have other stuff to do That's actually gonna pay me Like a lot of money So I'm like Why am I gonna then Because it takes time To craft new jokes Yeah And I'm like I'm doing it to do Two shows a month.
0: So maybe <laughs> you should try and get shows outside of Durban. Oh yes. Oh no, no.
1: <laughs> you 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 you're you hurting me here because you I know the problem isn't it?
0: <laughs> like if you're making all this money doing other shit, fucking fly up to Joe or drive up to Joe. Well I chatted yeah. to you about this. Like yes, to yes, do yeah. a tour. Like mm. so we'll we'll chat about that.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Tour Joe Break.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, when are you planning on doing a one man show?
1: Um here's the, like cause I don't I'm just hearing yes.
0: excuses. That's no, that's all no, I'm hearing. Okay, this whole okay. fucking podcast. No, wait, okay,
1: I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Here's the thing. I don't know okay. I don't know when I'm planning on doing a one man. What I wanted to do was do a one man like called like, you know, the fresh prince of Durban so I can retire the whole Colton gimmick. So I can explain the Colton gimmick, explain my my comedy through it and just end it so i can start my new phases that i'm currently doing on comedy so i just am too lazy to plan it to be honest i have it i'm just too lazy to plan it
0: (laughs) i think that's not gonna get anyone like on your side right now
1: i'm not trying to get anybody on my side but i'm trying to tell you the truth (laughs) i'm trying to tell you the
0: thoroughbred truth
1: of yeah, that's, that's it, actually. Like, I have the show. I know. What but you called. were saying just now you want to get, like, the things in your head done? No, no, no. I want to retire the Colton thing. That's what I said of. So then that's all of my old stuff with, like, a little bit of my new stuff, but not really because that's mainly focused now on what it is to adult in adulting world, which yeah. is not what the Colton's
0: about. But the thing is, you know, you have to get that shit out the way. Like, or you, you yes. can just not do that. You could also just, like, move on to your next show.
1: Oh, yeah, I can do that But then like, I feel like I want to do it cathartically So okay. I can I can I can tick it off I But then fucking it. do it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes
0: Like you know It's very easy Like you just Set a fucking schedule Yeah You go Today I'm going to do Half a fucking hour yeah. And you do half an hour And then the next day You do half a fucking hour And then eventually In two weeks You've got all your jokes In a fucking decent order And then you practice that shit And then you fucking put it on. Yeah, that is my problem. I am
1: the laziest procrastinator ever. So I'm not getting any help or anything from you this time, but I get what you're trying to say. (laughs)
0: Well, it's just, yeah, like I think that's a problem I think in Durban is that people... Like myself as well Gets mm. a bit too complacent You get a bit too comfortable And like Because there's not necessarily Anyone else motivating you Or pushing you Or any deadlines Or anything like that Like Yeah it is And it's easy Like you, yeah. you're still doing fine You're still happy You still get like What you need out of life mm. But like Don't you feel like That part missing?
1: Honestly No <laughs> Like
0: No I'm big Like you're a demon that threw and
1: through No no I am That's the thing Like I don't and that is my main issue is I'm because I do like not like oh my god like I'm super successful, or whatever, because I do a lot of different things, yep. I keep myself so busy that I, I've I i do not do anything. <laughs> like I because like the one time I was acting in my friend Liam's film. So I'm like, it is a whole feature-length script. It was we shot for like three months. So I'm like, I never had to think of comedy for three yeah, months. That's fine. So then I'm like Because I always try and keep myself busy, I don't, I don't have long term goals. That (laughs) is what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry to get why you're single. Yeah, there we go. I don't have long term goals. I'm a very day to day. I'm like, cool. Can I get through the couple of months by month? And that's
0: kind of how I operate, which is very bad. (laughs) I don't know. Like I'm somewhat similar, but like there's always like overarching, like, you know, just. Yeah, like things I'm always like planning towards, working towards, thinking about, you know, like shit takes time though. (laughs) Yeah, like So then to go with
1: the one-man show also because of the sketch show that we're doing, like it starts off with a minute of comedy. So I'm trying to also try to build a fan base with showing all of that to then market my one-man show. Because then that's also a thing of, I don't want to market it to... Cause my friends have seen my jokes. Like they went to my two man show. They come to majority of my gigs. So then I'm trying to also get a
0: new audience. So that is well, all- that's the point of doing a one man. Like essentially, is yeah. to try and appeal to a broader base.
1: So like- then that's what I, I'm. So I'm trying to get more content out there because there is very little content that I've actually like. I've done a lot of content, but I've never actually posted it on having a website. Like those are things that I've started. Once I've became thirty, I thought, Hey, let me just get my life together. So I'm starting to get a website. I've registered Liam and I's company. Like what's it called? Uh Mita Films. Meta Films. Yeah, Mita. M I T A Films. <laughs> wow. It's his uh, it was his idea. <laughs> it's it's like the it's his it's the nickname of his mom, like Mita. I'm okay. Like,
0: now like, that makes sense. That's yeah.
1: cool. So then so then that's kind of the thing of so I am trying to build a new audience so that they can be like oh, okay cool then i'll go watch your show so i do have that plan of i i just want to build a new audience because like
0: i, I don't know yeah, but want... you barely like use the like fucking tools that are out there to help you build audiences for oh, like yes. the last like fucking decade. five years
1: yeah yeah pretty much yeah that's that that's, like, that's what i said of i left live day by day like only now have i decided hey let me try sort of get my life together and that's kind of Part of my 20s where I'm like, I was too, everything will work itself out. But that's weird because you were like an
0: overachiever in school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But then that was kind of the thing of I believe my own hype in school. So then I believe that it'll all work out because it all worked out in school. But you (laughs)
0: worked in school, don't you? Yeah, I worked. (laughs) No, but that's
1: why. But the thing is, when you believe your own hype, you don't work hard enough to excel. Excel. I always knew what it would take oh, to be. Fuck, that's,
0: yeah, that's probably my bad.
1: Yeah, that's what I sort of I worked so I was never doing it for me. I was working hard to be the best. But to be the best, I wasn't being the best person on myself. I was being the best in the class. So that's kind of. Ooh, I get that. So then my issue was. I never had a plan after that. I'm like, oh no, everyone's going to love me. It's going to be great because I'm great. And
0: then you get by on that. I mean, long... that was your comedy personality. Actually, no. that's actually a great way to describe like you starting out in comedy. was yes. like, everyone's going to love me. Like, yeah. that's and, and then it carries you for a long time. But then at the end of the
1: day, there's actual tools that you need. There's actual, that's why it's called show business. There's an actual business yeah. marketing side, which is, I only started to discover once I started applying for jobs where like the stuff that they were, only, the only stuff they were looking at was like, cool, like my 48 hour film or those, the soccer podcast that I do. They started just caring about all the stuff that I did, not like, oh, he's great and he has a great CV and he has these films. So, like, no, no, they just care about your body of work And showcasing it on platforms that market your ability and your different skill set. And I just didn't have that. So then I was losing out on jobs because of that. And then I was getting jobs because of my personality. And then that's when I realized that I could marry the two. So then I've only started doing
0: that now <laughs> oh that's a good explanation for all of it yeah no it's still an excuse so i can't even help you I mean, <laughs> excuses are just explanations
1: <laughs> that's uh i can't help you there they just uh, told with a certain bent yeah the, so then that's so then that's how it ended
0: up, so yeah. you've been mentioning other work and then i'm assuming there's other works in the film industry because oh, you yeah. studied that after right? yeah, i studied after yes and you're like kind of like a non-specialist at the moment. Like you do everything.
1: Yep. Uh. I, like I got my honors in script. I oh know directing. Sorry, but I did script <laughs> writing and directing. But you can also edit. Ah, and- uh, edit. Yeah. That's why. I like. That's why my sketch show is taking long because I'm editing, doing sound mixing, directing. Acting. What's me? I'm doing. Um, co-producing. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, he also, he also, no, because we, we only, we, he also <laughs> co-writes, I was gonna, I was gonna, subject, he co-writes and he co-accident Like, it is like, he didn't cancel. so like, he kind of does, like, so he does act as well but he doesn't act in all of the skits but I acted in all the skits but he has written three of them so he does co-write and he does co-produce like he helps with locations and the organizing like I'm not a good organizer as you can tell from how I've conducted <laughs> and then like he's the one that registered the company then that <laughs> so then he does a lot of the admin stuff as well so that's what he helps he helps me with but yeah so from after yeah, I do everything but end goal I do want to be a director that's kind of the end goal but then I do everything now because I edit music videos edit NGO corporate videos just anything to basically
0: make money <laughs> but like directing writer director or just direct? I an actor director or just director? oh no no okay so then if I act
1: I only want to act like I do believe in separation so as an actor i Don't believe Like I'm just I can't I don't think I can do both As effectively as I want to So for acting Yeah Yeah But I have to I have to I have to If I had a choice I wouldn't But then I I want to act Exclusively I would personally like to Just direct But then no one's gonna give A newbie director Just opportunities So then I write So then that's why I write. I write because I want to direct. But I also would personally just want to do everything separately. I would personally just want to write. I personally would just like...
0: So you're cool with writing, handing over the script to someone else, and they can just do whatever the fuck they want with
1: it? Oh, 110%. As long as it's not my original IP.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's, I mean, often, like, when scripts... Oh, like
1: yeah, no, that's the thing. If it's my original idea, oh no, then I want to direct,
0: but then like I don't mind being in a writer's room, but are you talking about being, oh so in terms of writing acting and directing in terms of being a gun for hire, you can oh yeah, write. yeah, like yeah,
1: that's yeah, gun for hire, I'll do everything separately. me personally, I don't want to ever act and direct, but then I even though I'm doing that, but it's a sketch show. it's not like a whole film or series, but then, Personally, i was writing and directing just because people won't get my writing. So I'm like, I'm, I'm ed- not educated, but like I'm. <laughs> people will simplify what I'm trying to come across in directing, I
0: feel. I get you. Like I'm definitely, I mean, because I've been writing scripts and stuff and I'm literally working on an application for funding and stuff at the mm. moment. And like, yeah, I'm like, do I act on this? Or like, do I give that over to someone else and like direct? Or do I like... Like, well, yeah, that's the thing. Do I like, because mm. obviously I have the rights no matter what? Yeah. yeah. But like, I do want to like direct it, but also I trust other people to maybe direct it better for like the first like thing that I've written. Mm-hmm. But then I want to be the guy doing the thing. But then, like, if I'm directing, I definitely don't want to be like the guy in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, yeah.
1: No, no, I'd rather pick directing. Like, really? to be, oh, yeah, no, no. Because the, the thing is, because that's what I, okay,
0: like, if I ever. I mean, if acting's like a more like, I don't know, it's harder in a lot of ways in that, like, I mean, if you do it well.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. Because if you see, like, if you watch any of my other shorts, like, all of the main characters are me. Like, but I Which is
0: the beginning of most acting careers.
1: But then it's. But I feel like it's very easy if you know me to act in a way that I could get you to act that would portray what I am in the scene. But then visually and what I'm trying to say in the story, I don't feel like people will get it. So that's why I'd rather direct. Then act in my in my written stuff because actors should be learning how to act so i'm like then do your fucking mm, do your job you can swear dude yeah okay cool i don't know i
0: don't know podcast uh, starts with like okay
1: so i'm like do your job like if i give you character descriptions traits motivations like background like then act so but you as an actor no one's given you that to
0: do um Barely not. Eh? Like It was just like b Tibbs. No, no, no. Be a no. Tibbs top. No. I mean, not... but then again, Seth Rogen's never acted a day in his life. So like
1: No, no, like like Liam's film that I'm talking about, um, Boxcar. It's called Boxcar. He's trying to get it into diff this year. Yeah. But like he he understands. So then he like told me I should be what's his name? Thomas Middlematch from what's that? Uh, Social Net not Social Network, is it series? Valley, something Valley, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley there yeah, we go. Yeah. So he's like, he's a that type of character. Like he's super, like, like he thinks he's like he's like he's always in his head. He thinks he's always right, but then he, by, by him trying to be right, like, so he gave me at he least. Fucks everything up, yeah. So yeah, but he fucks everything. <laughs> I'm still getting used to the swearing thing. He fucks everything up. So then he at least gives me at least he did for that thing to give me sort of. But most people don't. Most people just be like, you, you're charismatic. Carry the seed (laughs) Kevin Harden up Motherfucker No That's basically it Like That's also I don't think directing Is taught very well In South Africa Like In the commercials And stuff that I've done Like They basically Give you one note And That's basically Maybe I'm a purist But that's (laughs) For that's kind of And everyone just wants to be that So I'm like I don't want to be that because I don't want to be a friend, man Like I told you I'm very awkward <laughs> So I actually don't How did
0: you get into acting then? And comedy? <laughs> both I
1: to, both of them I fell into them I, I, I'm being very honest Like I told you I did comedy Because my ex-girlfriend Broke up with me So I'm like I want to say
0: How shit relationships are And then I was oh, friends wow. with Beach I mean I did it because of yeah. Fucking Like Becoming atheist again after going to like being like converting to Christianity. So, same thing, broke up with God. Yeah. I now wanted to go on stage and just like tell jokes about like, you know, my relationships. You did the same thing yeah. just with an actual human being.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to do it once. <laughs>
0: and then, and then, but then I, yeah, I wanted to do it once to see what it was like. And, yeah.
1: yeah. And then that was it. And then acting, uh, it was, I, I gave up oh, acting. Yeah. Were you going to say Beach
0: was, was Beach doing comedy before you? Yeah. Yeah. Beach started like a couple years before me. And then, well, you were coming to gigs, so yeah, I was coming. yeah so to, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind
1: of, like, yeah, He was. Yeah, we were friends. And then you would tell me, "Oh my god, you'd kill it on stage and whatever." And I'm like, "Nah, I'm just coming to support." And then yeah, one day I broke up with my girlfriend. And I'm like, "I can try this." <laughs> and then it was cool. But then I was like, "Cool, I'd rather than write and direct." So that's why I sort of I gave up on acting, writing, and directing. And then Liam cast me in his film, and then. I then decided to get an agent. And then I decided... (laughs) Because I'm like... I'm just chasing the money. I'm like, if people want to pay me to do something... But you're also a
0: purist. (laughs) Don't worry, bro. Life's full of contradictions.
1: When I mean purist... I can see it, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like, yeah. that's no, like,
0: yeah, yeah. We live in a capitalist society, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: So then I'm like, I never realized people would pay me for stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> people pay me to talk about my life. People pay me to just read their lines charismatically. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I will do what I, yeah. So then that's kind of how, even though, I can, that's what I said. I purely want to be around it. I don't want Where's to do anything. Where's your agents? Are
0: there fucking agents in Durban? Not really. Like, Because like all the like, Gigs I've gotten, it's just go to castings yeah, yeah. yeah, like there's no one like like there's no one pitching it or telling you. You oh, just go to the casting.
1: Like I tried, but then like they t- they don't get you enough work. That's especially in Durban. Like if what, you're in agents, Joburg, yeah. yeah. So, but I have people. I'm on their database.
0: So maybe so not saying sent an sent agent. The,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Agent not the correct word. I'm just on their database, so they they just
0: send me two stuff. Okay, yeah, because like, yeah, representation in Durban's.
1: No, it, it's non existent. Like, it's not worth paying the fee and them taking 50% because they don't get you nearly enough work and opportunities.
0: That you couldn't just get yourself. Probably.
1: That you could, that, yeah, that
0: you can get yourself if you just follow stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that is the frustrating thing. So, have you ever thought about bailing? Bailing from Devon?
1: Oh yes, that is that is the the plan for this year actually.
0: Hey, yeah. Where are you going though? You you seem like a Cape Town kind That's of guy. That's
1: exactly ah, where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going. Um, yeah. So then I have, I have. Like that's sort of like the the company that like I do a lot of my writing and editing for is based in Cape Town. I so I just want. I mean, there's a good film scene there. So like, yeah, so I'm just looking for just another because then to live in Cape Town's a lot. <laughs> so I'm just looking for another job, but then people just say, "Just move, and then you'll figure it out." So,
0: <laughs> so I've I'm, heard that many times. But, but I'm also, like, like you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. But. <laughs> I've seen people on the streets.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I'm definitely, that is, I'm in the next six months because I'm even like looking to rent out my apartment. Like I'm redoing my apartment so I can rent it out. Yeah, we're, we're living similar lives. You see, that's a, so bad. So then once it's all, once that's all finished, like I'm selling my car so I can, like, because I wouldn't need one that side. So I'm getting everything together to try and move within the next six months.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at probably going to Joburg, but this Cape Town trip I'm doing in March like is a bit of a feeler just to see like maybe because like for me like my main goal is just i just want to do a lot of comedy man and like also yeah like i want to be a part of film stuff and like you know like writing acting Mm. directing whatever like i would like to do that that's a you know yeah it's just like the comedy thing it's like oh yeah you can just do things like no one like you don't need permission from anyone she does no, like, no, except no. for the funders, but like even then, sometimes you don't really need that. Mm. No no that's, yeah. So then that's
1: kind of yeah. So then because Durban, like I've 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 seen Durban, like <laughs> like we like it's not okay. It won't. It's not growing at the pace that I want to grow at So then it is growing, but I, I I do feel like you have to grow the seed where there's you have to be the person that yeah. you have to be the change. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like. I want I just want to be a part of this. Like
0: <laughs> So, that that's I'll support a, whatever you're doing. Oh
1: okay, yeah, whatever you're doing, I'll come along. Just tell me what you need from me like not like even creating the sketch show, like I had to create it cuz I want to create it. Not because there's a huge need for it. So, you have to be very self-motivated, which we've seen through this podcast isn't one of my strengths. So, I definitely already have like a job in Cape Town, but it's not good it's only good enough for me to
0: work. Well, I mean, it depends remotely. on where you want to stay.
1: Yeah, so then that's kind of my plan is looking to move to Cape Town in the next six months.
0: Yeah, like I feel like if you want to live like, like in Cape Town city, like yeah. just fuck, you're gonna have to, you know, <laughs> get into sex work. Like that's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard the stripping scene is good there. I heard it's
0: yeah, good. yeah. I've got a few friends like I can <laughs> put you in touch with people. Like, I mean, I'm dude, like I'm literally like lately because I've been working out and shit. I'm <laughs> like. You know, once a six pack comes through, maybe i start
1: storing any fats. <laughs> oh, well, you know, nah, couldn't do it. I don't exercise enough and I like to drink way too much. <laughs> There's probably a niche for you, bro.
0: Oh, one, oh 110%. I like, ugh, the. I feel like you and Liam together, you guys just don't start this company. Start Started OnlyFans together, oh, bruh. Like
1: it's it's super bad. Like he like we attract the weirdest people. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> uh, I won't say too much because yeah, I,
1: yeah, anyway. yeah. I know what it, that's what I said. I want people yo, but we yes, nights out are are very very. We've been propositioned for a lot of crazy things <laughs> in life. <laughs> Oh, you
0: yeah. sure it wasn't just him being propositioned oh, over no. they were there? Oh, yeah. Oh, no.
1: It was 100. Oh, he was. Oh, if you want to know who a captain was, 110. But like a good friend, he doesn't leave anyone behind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, this is the. T- Oh, fuck oh, God. Whatever man Group sex with friends is fun
1: uh, I, I, I don't nice. know what you're saying I don't you know I,
0: nice. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about <bro>. I don't. <laughs> Listen I'm a 35 year old guy And I will say Group sex with friends is a lot of fun Now which friends these are And how many are involved Has got nothing to do with fucking anyone
1: You'll <laughs> <laughs> be so mad that I'm saying <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, he's going to be listening. What up, Liam? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: gosh, no. Yeah, so I said nothing. Bob assumed everything.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think you're kind of giving things away mm-hmm. with what you're saying.
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. You, you're making this up in your own head. This
0: is your own narrative. <laughs> Whatever. Like, yeah. privately, mm-hmm. what I've come to discover yes. is that a lot of people have had group sex with friends. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you've heard the same thing?
1: I have heard the same thing. Apparently, according to the people that I know of, that it is a fun experience to share (laughs) with your friends.
0: But I feel like it is weird that, like, this is a thing, like, as I've grown older, like, and I've spoken to lots of people. Like, everyone's done it. Like, lots of people have had threesomes, foursomes, whatever. And, like, but no one thinks anyone has or, like, like or people think like everyone else has and they haven't. So I was like, yeah, maybe you have it, but like you, you'll get there. Like you're just going to hang around. Like you're just going to be single for long enough, I guess. Or you're going to be married for long enough.
1: <laughs> I never knew this is where this conversation was going to turn to. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but since we're here, what I never, if I were to be <laughs> in this circle of space of things that we've discussed, <laughs> I never realized how easy it is. Like it's, oh, people be DTL. Like, it's very like, where do you stay? I'm I'm like, oh, what? That is it. Like, no conversation. There's no nothing. It's just, if there is a question, it's basically just how many sexual partners you've had recently, just for purely. When last we tested. Yeah, that is basically the only obstacle or hurdle. If this was a thing that I would be knowing of (laughs) that I've ever Um, heard of. Know, that, so I've, that people have
0: been faced with For me mostly was back in the Winston days And you know I think that says everything
1: Oh yeah That's 110% Like that is That was an institution Of note. Like, <laughs> I've Again If I've ever prepositioned In a bathroom before That is the place That it's happened then
0: I've had sex at the winds yeah <laughs> that's full time exa- in various different areas
1: that's like, you see what I'm saying like if yeah. that was a thing that had happened in my life that's the place I got my first been.
0: blowjob like when the winds uh, <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> was a story I used to tell on stage yeah, oh, yeah. When, like on the roof before it was origin like anyway yeah um so listen <laughs> This was not where this was meant to go. At all.
1: At all.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry for throwing you. Oh, but it was <laughs> great. It was oh no, it's great. I think a lot of people learn a lot of sex. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you're probably just gonna get more group sex with friends now.
1: <laughs> if that was something that people are looking for, Bob will put my social <laughs>
0: Oh, man You know, I'm not gonna lie Like, I was, like, thinking, you know This year, let's make the podcast less professional Let's make it more personal Because, you know, instead of just asking people, like, professional questions about, like How did you get this way in your career? And, you know, what are lessons people can learn from you? Yeah Yeah, let's talk more about this kind of shit I feel Oh, okay <laughs> Oh, now that I know that's what we we're talking about then I didn't, I'm like... No, like, <laughs> like, this is the first episode of the year So, like, you know, we gotta start it off uh... Oh, now that I know that I would've come so differently
1: prepared I was out there trying to plug my stuff, trying to feel like this is what I learned from my career.
0: <laughs> this is it. <what laughs> well, we are going to actually do that now. <laughs> We're going to ask the final question of the podcast, right. which is a thing I started last year, I think, uh-huh. where we ask every guest what is a big mistake that you learned an important lesson from? Biggest mistake that I
1: learned is that nobody cares about you as much as you think that they do.
0: So, As a single guy, you know this to be true
1: Yeah, that's what I said like. So that's my biggest mistake is I felt like my whole life I've tried To please whoever it is But yeah, so that's my biggest mistake Of the only time I've ever felt happy Or feel like my life has been successful Is when you did what you wanted to do So that's kind of a thing So then that would be my biggest mistake Is not caring Or caring too much about other people's opinion on my craft, my, wherever I am. Yeah.
0: I get you there. I mean, I've been in similar situations. I think I've been on a similar journey. Like, yeah. as much as I used to project and like, oh, I don't fucking care. That mm. was, you know, a whole thing. I want you guys to think I don't care. care. Like, so <laughs> I care that you think about it. Like, it's like, I'm still caring. Like, it's like whereas these days like i still care like what people think to a degree i, th- I care about like what specific people think about specific things more <laughs> like you know like what certain friends think about my writing and that, and like you know they'll give me like notes and like that's the cool thing now it's like mm. i'm not like trying to get approval from fucking everyone i'm trying to get approval from a handful of people who i really fucking respect and they'll help me get that approval like they'll actually be like ah why don't you try this or i like this and like i'm like Thank you. Like, whereas, yeah, everyone else is trying to get their approval and they're just like, boo! No, yeah, that's, yeah, like you said, that's the thing. Because other people, actually, they're just haters.
1: People are just genuinely haters out there. So then there's a kind group of people that will give you constructive criticism. Yep. Those are the people you listen to. <laughs> other people just want to project what they think you should be on you and
0: then, those are the people that are gonna not be there. He yeah. said after years in the Derby comedy scene.
1: Yeah, 110.
0: <laughs> Love you guys. Not throwing shade anymore. I promise. I'm last oh, no. now. Oh no,
1: no. All the comedians. I can't even talk about Derby comedy scene that we'll be here for years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we're we're all cool with you guys. Don't worry. I know you're listening. Oh, no, we all, like, we, everyone's cool. No, no, not even cool. Everyone just fights with each other. But we are one big happy family.
0: <laughs> I, like, that's, like, I'm not a part of fucking any groups anymore. I don't fight with nobody. <laughs> Spence and I, like, like, fucking doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu together now. Oh, so, yes. yeah. Well, I've only gone once, but, yeah, like, I'm going to yeah, keep going. But, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, comedy scene can be a bit like that, where there's a lot of projection because there's a lot of insecurity and we're very much... Uh, A whole subsection of human beings that maybe shouldn't spend as much time together as they do.
1: Nope. You can't do it. Like, I can't be... I can't do it. (laughs) It's just... No No shade, though. No, no, there's no shade. Legitimately, it's just... Especially in Durban, there's this competitive nature of thinking that we're great. So there's, there's just so much backstabbing. You can't be on a lineup with this person. This person's mad that you're headlining instead of them. And I'm like, for real? no, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's ridiculous. like there was one show. Okay, again, now I'm, I'm talking shade, but it's fine. <laughs> talk, talk. I'm fine. Yeah, because they, they don't, they don't
0: listen to this podcast anymore. So I'm going to say they, talk that shit. they
1: don't they don't listen to this podcast. So it's fine. So there was one time I was headlining a Mangaliso's gig and then hosting and like, Tibbs can't headline. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's just people have. They want trying to be gatekeepers when they're no, not even that good. Now, you, know you. you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, I'm being honest. That's what I'm saying of. I've like, I'm, not, I'm like obviously I said names, but I don't care. Like I'll tell you to your face that I've I found that disrespectful. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Because I'm like, this man, he's the promoter and the booker. He booked me to headline. And then you're out here trying to say, I don't think he's good enough to headline. Because cause you host I'm like I don't care I'm like This man booked me I came here to do my job Why are you making this polit-? And there's just All those politics Of everyone rates you And they think That you're this person Just do your fucking job If you're hosting Host If you're doing things do. And that's why I can't be friends with The general Like not friends Like I'm all We all get along I can text you We'll chat But I can never be friends With people Because it's too There's too much ego I'm like This was meant to be fun We meant to enjoy Doing comedy But you guys are trying to Be something And I'm like Just be funny Just Be funny
0: Yeah Or like the sign That's uh, a that Dropkick Murphys Be
1: amazing <laughs> That's it
0: And that's my simple life I don't critique anyone Just be funny Just Just
1: do you do you
0: <laughs> cool and on that i think we've gotten you cancelled by multiple different groups of people 110
1: percent. but i got accepted apparently into an orgy club so then <laughs> that could <laughs> that could possibly happen
0: yeah as i said you're liam just you're sort of only fans and uh, your lives will be great
1: liam again he assumed all- <laughs> <I'll
0: check. laughs> later bro
1: cheers man thanks again for having me
0: so that was Tibbs, and yeah, that discussion went a bit of a different way. But turns out, yeah, everyone be kinky these days, people. Everyone's kinky. Like, if you're not, you're you're missing out. Nah, whatever, man. You can, you can live your life. Have the sex you want to have. Have the sex with the people you want to have, whether it's one, two, three, five, whatever. Like, you know, if you want to jerk off or if you... Wanna fuck 30 people, like, just have a train run on you. Live your life! I- I'm I'm not one to- I'm definitely not one to fucking judge, that is... for sure. But yeah, you can actually check Tibbs and I, both doing stand-up comedy on the 25th of February at Stump Nose Brewery. Tibbs is gonna be hosting, I'm gonna be headlining. Cause yeah, I've got some material to fucking do at the moment, in case- in case you didn't realize from the chat in the beginning. I definitely want to- work my ass off and just try and get as much time on stage as possible before the National Arts Festival, if I even get accepted, if I even get accepted. But I don't know of any comedians that have been rejected. So maybe, maybe I can, you know, be the first, we will see how that goes. As I was saying at the beginning, I have been watching a lot of movies. You can follow me on Instagram at almostperfectbob where and you can also follow me on letterbox where i do little reviews things same thing almost perfect bob but each day i'm probably gonna do it for this whole year like i might have to watch the movie in the morning or something you know sometimes depending on life and all of that but yeah you can basically find time to watch a movie a day and that's kind of the plan so i put up a little poll people pick the movie and this week was all about catching up on recent films mostly films done in 2022 and it's been it's been cool There were like there were a lot of horror films there were quite a few to choose from last night i watched X which is just a great throwback like it's a classic horror film in that it's very horny and then it gets very violent there's suitable amounts of gore some creative death scenes good story like you know it it hits all the beats like of a slasher like I don't know what's what you're expecting although we all chat about a film just now that you know you can actually expect something different but that wasn't really a slasher anyway X is like yeah super super fucking horny lots of sex lots of violence just a just a good old-fashioned good time uh does like they they do they, they they there's some surprises there's some changes they do subvert the genre a little bit Then the other night I watched Weird The Al Yankovic Story, which was funny, it was, like, it was silly, it's just completely over the top, of course it is, it's, you know, Weird Al, and I've got love for the dude, and I had some love for the film, but then the other night I watched Barbarian, now that was a fucking horror film that I can get behind, definitely, like, A great modern horror film that highlights so many different kinds of fucking issues and keeps you on the edge of your seat and really Yeah, it's uh, it hits hard So I I definitely suggest out of all the things I watched like from stuff that was made this year I would say barbarian top of the list and On Monday was the menu and the menu was fun like really really fun I enjoyed it, but like super super on the nose like there's no there's no subtext of that fucking film at all Uh, as Garth Marenghi would say you know like I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards and yeah there were no writers on the menu who used subtext it was all pretty fucking apparent but it was fun they they got creative with things I like the way they did things like I'm, I'm not gonna give away too much but I enjoyed their take on a classic trope let's let's just say that so yeah i'd recommend the menu as well it was a a good film like fun really really fun i had a good time with that and then a film i saw on sunday which was from 2021 but like one of the best films i've seen is the worst person in the world which like if you you hate millennial malaise being displayed on screen you're, you're gonna hate that fucking film but i i enjoyed it it was a little close to home in certain parts, and uh, I think if you listen to last week's podcast you might you might get why. But it was enlightening and it was cathartic and I think it was a beautiful fucking film. It was just acting is so good, the fucking cinematography, the shooting, the everything, all of it is just fucking phenomenal film. So that's my recommendation for the week. I guess it's a new thing we're doing. That does lead us to the shout-out section of the podcast each and every single week at the end of the podcast I shout out the titular titles tier over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect Uh, so tier it's a $10 tier and it is the top tier and at this tier you get to pick your title right here on the Almost Perfect podcast and you get shouted out so shout outs to Rousseau storage clerk of subtle heresies in the lesser Overberg region shout outs to Russell Grant who is our Far East correspondent shout outs to Neil Green the key grip shout outs to Karan Slemon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. shout outs to Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Shout-outs to Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Shout-outs to Kath Jenkin, the inevitable ruler of the universe and Queen Swifty. Shout-outs to our executive producer, Stephen Oliveira. And a big thank you to Damian Root for providing the intro music and the bed music that you hear below. Thank you to you for listening all the way through to the end. And I will catch you on the flip side.